Hey everybody, I get this question a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now. Uh, what is Sci-Fi Super Show? Well, science, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff. Basically, contents from movies, TV, books, comic books. If you have a topic or an idea you, th- you think we should cover in the podcast, or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends, then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook. Check us out. Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's edition of Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. Hello there. I'm Tim. We're late, Tim. Yeah, it's I know. evening time. Well, we're like three days late. It's Memorial yeah. Day here in the United States, where we remember fallen warriors. <sighs> so it's a sad holiday. <clears throat> but it is a holiday, so we're uh, it's Monday. Um, May 31st for us. Okay. So, yeah, most of us had the day off of work anyway. And uh, what are we doing? It's episode 82. And hey, did you know I was in the army? I did. Do you know what unit I was in? The 501st? No. Uh, 82nd. Patch on my shoulder. Pick up your shoot and follow me. We're the airborne infantry. I was in the 82nd Airborne at Fort Bragg, North Cadillacy. All right, so episode 82 is a 82 is a special number to me, um, and it's a special number mm-hmm. to us because tonight we're going to talk about Bad Batch episode five, Rampage. 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 But first, the news. And we have some news. Um, we? Yeah, a little bit. So there's a new comic book miniseries coming out called uh, Trail of Shadows. I think it's going to be like five mini book miniseries. I think it's going to be like five issues long. Um, it is in the High Republic era. Um, so if you're following those storylines, there's going to be a little miniseries coming out sometime soon. We don't know exactly when. Or rather, I don't know exactly when. Um, because I was looking some stuff up came across it but didn't look any deeper yet um now books we have books this year we are being flooded with books we've had some short countdowns and i don't know if jim has seen it or not yet but our countdown list is a bit bigger than it's been lately have you seen it not noticed yeah um and we're going to dive into that and talk about a bunch of these books but first i want to know if Jim has any news to share before we jump into it? Anything, Dad? I got news. All right. I got some real news. Well, you know how I like to also talk about when uh, some of our Star Wars uh, actors show up in other series. Well, I yep. watched. I binged uh, over the over the long weekend a show that on Netflix that is absolutely phenomenal. No, it's on Amazon. Or is, no, it's Netflix. Jupiter's Legacy. Have you seen it? 
We talked about this. Did we talk about this? We must have talked about we this. We talked about Invincible last mm-hmm. week. We also talked about Jupiter's Legacy. Nope. I said not on that the I'd podcast. S- no, not on the podcast. You and I well, talked about it. We're podcasting. But have we you are seen podcasting. Have you seen I have it? not watched it yet. I've watched well. the, some of the first episode. So, did you notice anything about the casting? You didn't notice? One of... Well, I think the best Anakin is on there. Who's the best Anakin? Actor. Jake Lloyd? No. Uh, since you're falling silent on a podcast, I'm going to tell you. What is that noise? Go for it. Sounds like you have a waterfall going on there. Matt Lantern. Really? Do you know who this is? Yeah. He was also in the movie uh, The Force Awakens, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me today? Wasn't he also a, Wasn't he also one of the pilots in? Uh... He was in The Mandalorian. In The Mandalorian, yeah. Yep, he played a uh, New Republic officer. Um, very short role, uh, but Matt, Matt Lantern is one of the main characters. Uh, so if you have, he's the voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars, and that's why I say he's my favorite Anakin um, because Clone Wars is my favorite Anakin. Um, but the actor actually appears, you can see his face, in Jupiter's Legacy. Now, Jupiter's Legacy is not for kids. It is uh, kind of in the vein of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Um, it's superheroes, but it's very gritty, real world. Not gritty like Batman gritty, but like as in, you know, people get hurt. It's a sad world. Things are complicated. Um, yeah, what would you do if you had unlimited powers? Would you really be a good guy? That sort of thing. Um, yeah, so Matt Lantern. Isn't that how you pronounce his last name? Lantern? Is it Lantern? Lantern. Lantern. La- uh, uh, yeah, Lantern. Yeah, so he is on uh, He's on there, and he's <coughs> awesome on that show, by the way. Um, that whole casting is really good in that show. But that's the only news I have is if you like Anakin from The Clone Wars and you don't mind, like, you know, shows with, that are a little rough around the edges, Jupiter's Legacy, good superhero show. All right, awesome. that's all the news I got. And that's the news. All right, Sweet. so we're done. So we're back to uh, the books, which was the other thing. There's all these books coming out. Books. Um, books, 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 books. So Life Day Treasury, 99 Days Away, has been what we've had as our, as our uh, most recent for a while. But actually, mm-hmm. uh, we've been talking about the Rising Storm novel, which is the next uh, regular novel coming out for The High Republic. And that comes out in about 29 days on June 29th. Um, so that's the, the next you know, standard novel for Star Wars coming out is that High Republic. Now on the same day, a junior novel is coming out called Race to Crash Point Tower. Um, my guess is this is a very young adaptation of the, of the same story. And I don't know this for sure, but... Um, the way I've seen them do some of these things with with the junior novels is that they're telling a very similar story. Um, it will take place... I have I opened it up. It will take place concurrently with The Rising Storm, which means there's going to be some... maybe some little side characters that are a little bit different, but the overall story is probably going to be the same. 
Um, so if you have younger readers, this is probably good for them. Um, and then, who a month later we get our next one, which is actually a young adult novel, another High Republic called Out of the Shadows. Um, so there's a couple of those coming out. That is Justina mm-hmm. Ireland, and I th- I'm trying to remember what what she wrote that I know. Oh, she wrote the uh, the Test of Courage, which was another. Well, I think that was a considered a junior novel. Um, so younger stuff. Anywho, those are coming. Uh, the Life Day Treasury we've been talking all about. So that Life Day Treasury, September seventh is ninety nine days away, like the Clone Force. Yeah, yeah. Also ninety nine days away, and I made sure to put this in there for uh, for Papa Bear. Um, the new Star Wars by Year, the visual history, um, which is obviously a reference book, um, also comes out September 7th, 99 days away. Now, one that interested me, and I didn't look a whole lot into it yet, um, Rebel Hero Journal. So I, I went ahead and opened up the, the wiki page on it because I want to... Um, a forthcoming book... It'll be written by Calliope Glass, focusing on the characters Leia, Ahsoka, and Rey. <gasps> it's a story uh, to be written as an in-universe journal. Yeah. Um, so some kind of... I mean, basically it'll be like a... Seems like it'll be a, a, a historical text based on those three female characters. Interested to see exactly how they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, if it's going to be three separate stories, or if it's going to be like one. So we're bringing Ahsoka and Leia and Ray together, huh? What do you think yeah. it might be three separate stories? I don't know. I'm intrigued. Well, um, right on, right on. Yeah. yeah. So then after that, in October, we have another actual novel. This? And when I say actual novel, I mean. Um, written at an adult level of reading. So not a young adult novel, not a not a junior novel. When I say regular novel. Um, the next regular novel is called Ronin. Ronin. So um, that is going to be based on the um, anime series uh, Visions, which is supposed to come out later this year. We you know don't what know Ronin when. is? Ronin is a well, someone from Samurai Times. It's a Japanese samurai without a master. Yeah, it's it's actually considered a disgrace in Japan, but we Americans have kind of made it like cool, kind of like ninjas were not considered cool in Japan, but we made them cool. Maybe interesting. Maybe they're gonna go to a more accurate. Uh, we'll see what they do. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it was bad to be Ronin. All right. Um, and this is being written by Emma Miko Candon, who I don't know. Um, and I don't believe, as far as I know, I don't think she's had any previous work with Star Wars. Um, like so that one, I still believe. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. 134 days away, October 12th. 155 days away is another young adult novel, November 2nd, Queen's Hope. Yay, um, Queen. That one is about... Oh, Freddie Mercury. Um, that would be it's, sweet. This book is all about Padme oh. during the... 
Clone Wars. To live forever. So it's a it's a Clone Wars book. Who dares to live forever? Sorry. Clone Wars I do love. Yep. Um it's an E. K. Johnston book. Um if you don't know E. K. Johnston, she wrote a book called uh, Ahsoka. (gasps) So Ahsoka. Yeah. So we're we're pretty happy with her so far. So that should be fun. And then the next Thrawn Ascendancy book called Lesser Evil comes out in November. And that's November 16th, 169 days away. And, of course, that is a an adult-level novel. 169 um, days of summer vacation. Sorry. Yeah. So lots and lots and lots of books. Um, if you listen new. to us regularly, we oh. will continue this countdown, but I won't describe them all as we go through every day, every it's week. It's not but, the final countdown. Um, it, is, it is not. This no. countdown is forever changing. Because they keep uh, canceling stuff, and they keep putting stuff yawning. back, and they're just driving me nuts. So, and then we got Wookiee Life Day. When's Wookiee Life Day, Jim? I think it's 170 days away. It's a day after. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. You, did you say Thrawn? Lesser Evil? You did. Because you said yeah. it wasn't a... Yeah. Um, I distracted myself. Yeah, it's a day after the, uh, the Thrawn book, so Wookiee Life Day. Yay! Yay, 170 days. Um, and then we get back to books. The book. Of Boba Fett. <laughs> That's not a book. Um, which, you know, the little teaser we got for that at the end of Mandalorian showed Boba Fett killing a overweight Bib Fortuna. Well, actually, Fennec Shan. I've seen Bib Fortuna. Yeah. Uh, so we know I feel like I've seen him recently. I feel like, uh, well, Wanawanga. Yeah. And then our next two things, Celebration 2022. <laughs> Four hundred and forty-four days away, and the official announced Rogue Squadron movie. Nine hundred thirty-five. Yeah, in twenty twenty-three, we'll we'll see if that stays. All right. Before we go any further, first a word from our sponsors. You ready? Dun da da da. Say, are you tired of using PayPal, Venmo, (laughs) Chai, Chai, Chai Town? I don't know. Me, Me too. But I've got an alternative. Okay. It's called the Screw You app. <laughs> so people can deposit money in your account. Yeah. And later on, once you get it built up to a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars, we'll end up screwing you by taking it all out. That's right. We'll teach you how to save money the good old fashioned way and in a coffee can. <laughs> the way God intended. Okay, I don't, I don't know what that was. Um, I guess he has had some bad money dealings recently. Screw you up. Um, only by Coleco. Um, <laughs> so we should probably break for a real commercial though. Which on that, before we get into tonight's episode, I should mention I have sad news. I, because of, uh, so it was a big day in my household. We had birthdays, we had all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, Memorial Day weekend, uh, just a lot of stuff going on in my family. So I've been busy, 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 busy little bear. I've been a busy little bear. Anyway, did not get to record for the riff. So there will be no Gems Corner on the riff, but that having said, I still highly recommend. Gordon said he was going to put something on even better 
I don't see how that's possible, but whatever. Uh, so I highly recommend checking out the Riff, and here's a commercial for it right now. Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. So there you go, The Riff. But yeah, I, assume, uh, yeah. I, I assume if he doesn't have Jim's Corner that uh, he'll probably just spend Tuesday with a with a collection of his, his favorite moments from our certain point of view. I was going to tell him he should do, yeah, he should do a retrospective. I mean, we've been doing this for a year and a half now. We got retrospective material. We got eighty-two episodes, man. 82, we have more than eighty-two episodes. We have eighty-two official episodes. Eighty-two <laughs> official. Then we also got four sword comics. Eighty-second patch on my shoulder. You know, the eighty-second airborne is what's known as a QRF, a quick reaction force. Uh, approximately twenty-five thousand soldiers <laughs> stationed uh, down at Fort Bragg uh, under the wing of the Eighteenth Airborne Corps. Sorry. And to those there, and to those everywhere else, and to those we who have salute. known someone or lost someone, you are on our thoughts today. Yep. In this podcast, for sure. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I know I don't sound reverent, but I am. Uh, ooh, a chime. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, the Front Porch Music uh, show that I've been like pitching on, uh, it's a Facebook group. Um, I've been pitching on the riff. I think I mentioned it on this show a few times. They yeah. did a, um, a taps thing today. That was really cool. Even though it's global, I don't I don't think Memorial Day is a global holiday like or international. I think it's an American holiday, but maybe it is cel- or recognized. I don't want to say celebrated um, in other countries too. But they did a um, a taps thing where people all over the world were playing different versions of taps. Um, so that was really cool. <clears throat> yeah. But I think we're ready to get into Bad Batch episode uh, five, Rampage. Yeah. So, who was this directed by? Uh, this was Stuart Lee again. Oh my gosh, it totally was Stuart Lee. Yep. What else has Stuart Lee done? I don't remember that name. <clears throat> uh, Stuart Lee has done some of these episodes and a bunch of the, um, a bunch of the others that we've. That happened. Uh, have you ever heard of Tamara Beecher Wilkinson? I had not. Um, I hadn't either, actually. Um, she has done uh, what's the DC stuff. She's done. She's done a few things, but she's not a Star Wars. She's not a, a big household name. Mm-hmm. She hasn't done you know a ton of stuff. She's. I think she did Doom Patrol. Which, um, she did Doom Patrol. She worked with Doom yeah. Patrol, which I have not um, watched. Have you? I have not. Okay, so this um, is I'm, my first. And, and I'll say this. Say it. I'm more interested in watching it now, having watched this episode. Ooh, good point. Yeah, I like this episode. So sounds, sounds you know. like you did too. Yeah, um, it was kind of cool. Like I liked that this was a different person, someone whose name I didn't recognize, someone same who uh, doesn't exist on the Wikipedia page yet, or it might now, but it didn't. You know, when the episode came out. Right. Um, 
and uh, I'm interested in the other stuff that she did because this was good. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a good episode. Um, you wrote down the story editor is Matt Michnovitz. Yep, yeah, Matt Michnovitz. Still never heard of that guy. Well, he's done all of them and a bunch of. <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about him. I know we did multiple uh, times. If okay. you want to learn more about Matt Michnovitz, actually, just go back to last week's episode. We talked about him all. Yeah, all. Jim talked about him a lot. If you want to hear about him <laughs> even more, I talked about him during. Uh, never heard of episode one of Bad Batch. So that's. So, Kevin Kiner. All right, we're on the ship. All right, so the score was Kevin Kiner. I didn't say what he did. Yeah. All we're right, on bye. The uh, I'm going to go grab a charger from my computer. You can keep on talking about the ship. We're on a ship. So, as you said, we're on, where are we going on the ship? We are going to Ord Mantell. Um, oh, ever since that ran into that bounty hunter at Ord Mantell... Yeah. Yeah, so a little bit of fan service right in the front. Right there. Um, Why are they going to Ord Mandel? I don't know. And uh, one of our one of our crew members, Omega, was kind of confused by it too. She's like, "What are you? We're supposed to be laying low." Um, oh, we got to find out who's looking for the girl. They so, need an informant. Yeah. An Echo knows of an informant named Sid on Ord Mandel. Now, of course, if you don't. Remember, this is Empire Strikes Back reference where uh, Han is talking about leaving the rebellion so he can go pay off Jabba, and she's like, I thought you were with us. And he said, Well, that run in with a bounty hunter or Mandel kind of changed my mind, or whatever he said. Um, I think this is the only time we've seen Ord Mandel, though. I should have looked it up, but um, so we finally get to see it, and this is kind of ironic because their run in with the bounty hunter was on Pantora, but. Now that our, you know, Bad Batch is going to Mantel because of a bounty hunter. Dun, 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 dun. So they're going to go to uh, Ord Mandel. And Omega's got something new. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before we get to that, though, uh, Echo says he knows an informant who used to help the Jedi. And Teak says something kind of crazy here. You remember what he said? Like, was that before or after... Is it the Jedi who are all dead now? The Jedi who are all dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my daughter was like, oh, that's a messed up... She was upset that he said that. I was like, well, he's not saying it to be funny. He's saying it to to stress the, the direness of the situation. He, yeah, he's not... That wasn't supposed to be a comedic line, because she thought he was being flippant. Like, yeah, that's funny, uh, the Jedi are dead. No, he's he's stressing... I'm not sure we got any safe place to go here. So, the name of uh, this contact is Sid and Ord Mandel, and that's all Echo knows. Um, they get to Ord Mandel, and it's a pretty rough-looking place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And they go into yeah. his bar, and then there's a... Yeah. Uh, is, is she a Trandoshan? I don't know. I don't think so. The Trandoshans are always drawn so differently, and I don't know how many female Trandoshans we've even seen. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. I'm not sure how many female Trandoshans we've seen. And, uh... She's she's definitely, uh... a lizard similar. person. Yeah. Um... And I, I, I like the interactions with her. I liked her character. 
Um, well, they don't know who she is at first. They go in there, and there's this rough-looking bar. There's this lizard woman working on the machine. Heck, it was like, hadn't met, uh, you know, Sid before. And they go up to the lizard woman, and so we're looking for Sid. Do you know him? And she's like, uh, huh, Sid, huh? Well, then, yeah. Um, acts like, nope, doesn't ring a bell, all that. <sighs> anyway, and I wonder if they if they resemble. I mean, I know they are clones, and they're they're in clone armor ish. Um, if she was like, mm, I've got nothing to help you with. Get out of here. Like she seems, yeah, pretty tight on her opening up to people. Oh, and I did. I'm all over the place because I cut you off. Uh, Omega did have a new uh, machine. They they fixed the problem with last week's episode, which is good because so many shows have the trope of the kid who gets in trouble and, oh, it's just an ongoing thing, you know, kid keeps running off and getting in trouble, blah, blah, blah. But now, would they give Omega? A communicator, a risk Who's communicator. communicator. What? Who's communicator? Crosshairs. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting little, like, symbolic gesture, I think, that she's part of the team and Crosshair is not. Um, and she... I like Amiga. I usually don't like kid characters very much, or it's 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 hard to sell a kid character. And they, Star Wars, Dave Filoni, as always, doing a great job of making this entertaining for you know adults and kids. Uh, doing having a, a young character who's not annoying, who's actually funny and interesting. And I love how she's she's got her communicator, and she's they're like it's not a toy. She's like, Roger, copy that. Copy that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. And uh, so, but they addressed the fact that look, if you run off again, we got you tagged now. Um, yeah. No more running off. So I like that. So that shouldn't be an issue anymore. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So but anyway, back to the bar. Tech and them are talking. Um, they, they don't know who Sid is. And they're like, well, the Jedi used to come here, blah, blah, blah. Omega figures it out, though. Yeah, right away. Yeah, you're, you're Sid. You're Sid. Yep. She said, you're smarter than the so, rest of them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, then we get into this conversation about uh, about trying to find or who they need um, to find. And they show the they show the bounty hunter. We know is Fennec Shan. Nobody else knows who it is. Yeah. And Sid said she doesn't know. Um well, wait a second. Did you happen to notice on the bar there are three what look like IG-88 heads? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, there are. Um, and I don't know... If, now, animation... One thing about animation is there's nothing in animation by accident. You know, it takes a lot of time to create these scenes. Um, it's not like in, you know, like in The Mandalorian where Blue Jeans guy shows up. Um, so if it's in a scene, it's there on purpose, yeah. um, <clears throat> which makes you, you know, very, it's very disturbing considering how much hidden imagery over the years Disney's put in some of their animation. But anyway, um, it's a different subject. Uh, yeah, there are three IG-88 heads. Um, in the New Hope, um, IG-88, the, well, he didn't show up till Empire Strikes Back. But IG-88 was made up of components they used to create the uh, cantina scene in A New Hope. So there's some Star Wars trivia for you. Did you know that? He's in a, he's a, a cappuccino machine. His head was. Yeah. Yep. 
So I don't know if she's supposed to have three cappuccino machines on her bar or if she's got three heads of IG-88 or IG models. I don't know, but I just thought that was a cool detail because Dave Filoni rules. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does. Did, did, um, did you know this is the Dave Filoni fan show? This is the Dave Filoni fan show. So then Dave Filoni has them go into the back um, to continue their conversation. and um, Sid still seems to have a chip on her shoulder because she's like, what do you want? So Echo goes and plugs in to show her, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, sure, just make yourself at home. Did and you then notice? So Did I notice? Uh, she also has clone trooper helmets adorning her walls. And a Mandalorian helmet. Must have been the timing of my show watch. I did not look at the scenery in this episode. Dude, there's a... It could... And I'm trying to think, like... So the Mandalorian helmet is... It's its hard to see. It's off, like, on one wall. You only see it for a second. But I, I was like, wait a minute. Is that... Because there's all kinds of different clone trooper armor, like, from all iterations, including, like, um, scout biker trooper type stuff. Anyway, the Mandalorian one, though, it's hard to tell if it's chrome or, like, you know, stainless steel or Beskar, rather, or if it's white. Do we know anyone who had recently lost their helmet right before Order 66? Maybe lost their whole head, even. You think it's Django? I don't know, man. How many uh, Beskar helmets are floating around the universe with the... I mean, she was a contact of the Jedi. Interesting. Interesting, right? Am I right? We brought you this Mandalorian helmet. Head you smell and all. Yeah, and she picked it up and the head fell out finally. I guess I guess it couldn't be Django's because Boba had that. But I just I did think it was interesting that it was there. Huh. So yeah, they pull up Fennec Shand. They're looking at her. You know yeah. who she is? Um Sid says she doesn't know who she is. You know, I, I can know. find out, I can find out everything, I can get all the information if but if you do something for me. Yeah, very Mandalorian kind of side quest type setup. Right, we need to do something for you. You gotta pull a job for That's her. That's how it works if you're a mercenary. Yeah. Yeah. Mercenary. And uh, there was Echo, right, that she was talking to that didn't yeah. like that phrasing? Yeah, he was, um, he was a mercenary. Now, I mercenary. will say, I don't know if you know this, I was in the military. Yeah. Mercenary is a bad word among soldiers. It's uh, it's kind of like the ninja thing. Um, and some cultures have made it like it sounds cool and awesome and like, oh, sweet mercenary. But among soldiers, it's a bad word because it means that you've basically given up all your nobility and your honor and your allegiance. And um, so, yeah, that's why I love that Echo because he was a reg. Yep. It makes sense that he would uh, be the first to kind of take offense at this. Whereas the Bad Batch have always been kind of outside the system. So, once again, I just love the show's consistency. Now, right immediately after this is my favorite scene in the entire episode. All of Star Wars? Um, yeah. But now definitely in this episode. So, she says next, clearly the kid's the brains of your operation. Yeah. <laughs> and did you notice what happened immediately after she said that? No. Wrecker took a step to the side and put his hand out to give Omega a high five. 
Ah, <laughs> sweet. No, I didn't remember that. Like, immediately, Sid goes, clearly the kid's the brains of your operation. And you just, you, Wrecker and Omega are in the back, and Wrecker just steps to the side and puts his hand out. with, the, And then she slaps his hand. You know, it was, it was, it was awesome. You gotta watch that again, because, like, Wrecker's just what? like, yeah. Which I think some of that might even be Wrecker going, yeah, that's right, Tech and Echo. What do you think of that? <laughs> she called her the smart. Like I think there was a little bit of that in there. I just, I really enjoyed that. So uh, there was also a line between Tech and Echo. Speaking of which, that uh, Echo, because there's this running joke about Tech will say stuff afterwards, and people will say, "Damn, it would have been nice to know that before." Right. They they flip that because when they get there, he's like, I don't know what Sid looks like. I've never met Sid. And Tech says to Echo, it would, that would have been good information to have before. So I love that they flip it. They um, did flip that. Yeah. So they're, they they are after some Zygerian slavers. Yeah. Darn good ones. <laughs> well, who were the Zygerians? Have we met them before? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Obi-Wan got beat senseless by one for a while before he let himself not be beat up anymore. There's a whole uh, story arc in the Clone Wars about the Zygerians with Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Rex going undercover, basically, to infiltrate this slave empire that they built. Um, it's actually pretty complicated Dark. in its view of, uh, like... Yes. The, like, I think the, the thing... Um, the the motto or so, or whatever you call them at the beginning of you know each Clone Wars episode there was a saying and this one uh, was something about how in a slave society the masters are, sla- are also slaves or something um, and the Queen and Anakin actually get kind of close and it's it's anyway it is very dark um, but yeah so we've met the Zygerians before and they have been basically destroyed by the Republic which we saw the beginning of in the Clone Wars story arc. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to the ruins of an old Ord Mantell city to uh, to find these Zagarian slave traders. And all they now, know is they're looking for a, a, a little girl. Yeah, just a child named Moochie. Moochie. Um, and so they go. Now, now, they get back on the ship, and they spend a little bit of time on the ship. Yeah. And the very first thing when they get onto the ship, did you notice that? Oh. <clears throat> Wrecker has a headache. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, in animation, that's not an accidental scene. Yeah, so, he was just, just kind of ow, ow, so ow, and he walks going? off. Do we want to talk about this now? We want to talk about... Well, I want to talk about the conversation they had on the ship. Okay. Because um, I found it odd. So... They were they were introducing a, a bit of very serious conversation here, um, which I, I I think the way they presented it was good, um, especially for kids watching the show. Yeah, like and to be completely honest, it, it's it was a I feel like it was actually a good opening conversation if you wanted to have a conversation about slavery with children. Like this conversation of a child asking the question and and then going it, that doesn't seem right and everyone going no it's not right, I, it was a it was a good opening conversation. Um, I did have what one issue with it though. What, the, what exactly? Yeah. He said people can be sold and like yeah you know they don't really have a choice and I'm like wait a minute all of you, 
Yeah, we're, we're bought and owned, every one yeah. of you. You know, but like that wasn't that wasn't presented here. It wasn't part of the conversation, um, yeah, which I thought was interesting. So I don't know if they're going to come back to that at some point. If yeah. this was like a lead into that conversation, or if it's going to be, or if if they're just ignoring the clone thing and you know dealing with the actual slave trade market, which is fine. Um, I just thought it was odd that they didn't bring that up. But the conversation was really good. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't too childish to take away from the episode, um, which is actually probably a, a good piece of having Omega well, in there. It, yeah, it was adults explaining to a child. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a good chat. Yeah. Anywho, that was my take. Yeah, I did find um, it odd that people who had been literally created and then sold <laughs> were talking about how bad slavery is, and now technically are being hunted because they've. They deserted. Masters. They yeah. say deserted, um, but they weren't. They didn't sign up for the armed services, and then take off. Well, they were drafted. They were. They were made know. and drafted. I, I, I wonder how that's actually. And we've had this conversation about clones and about droids. You know, and and what level of. Uh, and of course, Clone Wars did a really good job. They were very clear that that the clones are individuals, the clones are people, the clones are you know everything. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not arguing against that. I agree. But the I guess the question comes up with the clones: uh, Are they owned by the Republic, or are they just automatically drafted into service? Yeah, it's, uh, it's these are some weird uh, moral dilemmas we're getting into. And they really, yeah, it's something, it's interesting. Um, yeah, we could do a whole philosophy show on uh, this whole, what cloning means. Ooh, sure. But they get okay. to, well, at some point. Yeah, they get to the old city, it's ruined. They do their thing, they tell Omega to wait while they infiltrate the ruins of the city. They see one child, so they're like, that must be Moochie. Um, yeah, spoiler, it's not. Yeah. Uh, so they got uh, Echo playing Overwatch. In other words, the role that uh, Crosshair used to take. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Do you have any idea what this creature is that shows up here? Um, it looked familiar, but no. Yeah, I kind of thought that too, but I couldn't. I couldn't place a name to it. Yeah, it's some sort of flying <laughs> lizard. It kind of looked like a thing Obi Wan was riding in uh, in. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, but it flies. Like it glides. Right. So I don't know. But yeah, they don't... The Bad Batch doesn't last very long. They're they're picked up by the uh, by the cloners, or yeah, by the slavers rather, pretty quickly. Yeah, they get <laughs> netted because of that creature. Then we switch scenes. And we're back yeah, with uh, Sid. Uh, yeah. And we see Sid is talking to someone in Hutties. Well, video chat. Yeah. Um, assure your employee will be reunited with uh, with Moochie soon. Uh, I thought that was interesting, reunited. So did someone steal Moochie from Jabba? I mean, we... Uh, spoiler. This is... This is Bib Fortuna that, uh, that yeah. Sid's talking to. So this is Jabba's pet. Um... Well, that was, I think it was clear pretty quick. Um, the whole Moochie thing was, was a little strange, too, because... Moochie. 
Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Okay. In the comic book world, we're, we're right before Return of the Jedi. Um, in this show, we are not. Right. We're my, my brain's in two different places. So, no, this was not weird. <laughs> the timing was appropriate. Um, so, anyway, we'll come back to that. I did like that Sid told Bib I got my best people on it, and we had just seen that our best people were captured. And we saw the, uh, the gonk droid... Um, earlier we had seen uh, Wrecker using um, uh, Gonk as a uh, as weights again. This time he's yeah, been he was. pressing I saw him. That too. Um, and she's showing Gonk that she's uh, that she's painted up her uh, clone like doll to look like a bad batcher. I, I keep hearing people. I listen to different people's commentary on stuff, and the Gonk droids people don't seem to know what they are. They're mobile battery packs. Yeah. Um, I find it funny that so many people are like, this is the most useless droid, and no, and no one seems to know what it does, but it's, no, it, it is a mobile battery pack. Um, so that's, that's its job. And batteries are heavy, which is why it's neat that Wrecker can, uh, can bench press it and curl it and all that. But the Zygerians find the Bad Batch's ship, and um, I do love that it makes us like gonky hide. And all he does is sit down. <laughs> um, the Zagirians are pretty cool looking. This is the first time in Bad Batch we get a close look at them again. Yeah. Clone Wars, we've seen them before. They're, they're pretty uh, scary looking. I but, thought her escape was a little weird. Um, you know, there are only so many yeah, she literally panels just on a starship a that you should be yeah. able to take apart and, and leave through. Yeah, she um, yeah. Dropped out through the turret or something. Yeah, yeah, that was um, weird. But yeah. I mean, it was a it was a time saver. You know, she could have found a way off because when they when they did that, the ship keeps going back and forth between looking really small and and pretty big. You know, like yeah. there's a. I want to see like the other people's crew quarters. Like, where are they? Right. Like, where's everybody else doing? Or yeah, are there? Or are there just bunks in the wall that we're not seeing, and they're just like, you know, submarine style, snugged in, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, they're, is possible. They're hot cotton in, or whatever they call it, when they sleep, they share one bunk for two people. But this is how she finds out that the Bad Batch has been uh, captured. And again, it's a callback to the Clone Wars because we go to it. Wrecker's got his collar on. He's wrestling with it. Neko and the Zygerians shock him, which we saw happen to Ahsoka. That was one of the funny scenes back in the Clone Wars. Do you remember that? She was uh, meditating. They had her in a cage, like, over a huge drop, and she's just meditating. And one of them said something mean to her, and she, like, force-pulled him towards the edge and almost threw him off and then let him go. Oh, yeah. But then it was funny for a second, then he shocked her. Um, So these are the Zygerians. Um, And this is also where we find out, uh, because they're tied up with the old captives, and... uh, uh, Wrecker says to the little girl, "Relax, Moochie. We're here to rescue you." <laughs> and the, yeah, there's a look of confusion. Um, and then Wrecker kind of turns on Tech and is like, "Well, you know, why haven't you figured this out?" And he says, "Well, it's not a standard military operation," um, which I think might be kind of foreshadowing about kind of where these guys' lives are heading. I think so I mean, too. Yeah, we've talked about that quite a bit, about the, they're not in the military anymore. Um, they need to get their weapons. 
which are conveniently stacked with their comms in one location, and that's when they notice that uh, Omega has actually snuck onto the scene, and she's she's up on a yeah. tower waving at him. He says we need to we need to contact her, let her know what's going on. And I think it was Tech was like, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I think she knows. Um, Zygerians are like, yeah, we got four new slaves. Zygerians are tough looking. Yeah, they are tough looking. They they don't look like they're too, um, but they, but they didn't act tough. Like the one mm. guy, the leader was like, you know, like alpha male, and he had the big monster. But the other yeah. ones went down kind of easy. Um, yeah, he did make an interesting. He and Echo had an interesting exchange, though. He says the Republic outlawed slavery. He says, we yeah. are not in the Republic anymore. So that's a great nod to, like, the Empire's evil. Have you... Now, Tim, I know sometimes you've wrestled with whether or not the Empire was evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really struggle with it, you know. Every now and then I think, maybe these guys are on to something. They're no, they're on to something evil. That's it. To their new Empire. The Empire is evil, period. They um, brought slavery back. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Or at least they... Well, they decriminalized it? Yeah, I guess they decriminalized it. The Zygerians seem to feel like they're on the up and, you know, they're, they're coming back. Well, I think it was the, they're not going to enforce this, um, especially if they're not humans. Yeah. I mean, and from what we know about the Empire, they're like, well, if they're not human, Oh, they did bring slavery back. They had uh, the Wookiee slaves. That's right. They Those were imperial the slaves. Wookies. Yeah. Um, so they, they did bring slavery. Their empire's evil. Point in case. Um, so then Omega sneaks around and finds some weird cage, right? And yeah. is fiddling with the lock on this cage until Before she's that captured. Happens, Wrecker tries to distract them from seeing her. And I, I just bring this up because it's a callback. Um... He kicks a rock at one of the the guys, and the guy pulls out this electric whip thing and whips him with it. Now, why that's interesting is if you go back to the Clone Wars story arc, Anakin, to show, like, because he was trying to infiltrate the Zygerians, he had to use one of these on Obi-Wan to show that he wasn't with Obi-Wan. So, again, Dave Filoni... So yep. I thought that was cool. Oh, and they came back. The the I'm glad you brought the rock thing up because I wanted to talk about that too. I liked the reason that he did that, um, because Omega was climbing across a rock surface and dropped some rocks, dropped and the rock. sound was clearly there. Yep. And then Wrecker, when, when they were getting ready to go investigate it, Wrecker was quick enough to kick a rock at the guy, which gave it. To me, it seemed like it was giving it the. This is the second one I kicked. I missed you with the first one. Uh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, um, the conversation going on with the slavers is interesting here, too. Yeah. Because they talk about, like, again, I think the Empire's fine with slavery because he actually says we can return to Cadavo, which is where these guys are from, and rebuild their slave empire. So they, they straight up say it. Yeah. Yep, I agree. He says, under this new empire, our operation will flourish once again. That's an actual quote. While she's just climbing around on the uh, on the cage. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so she gets captured, well, and they they asked her something, and she said, "Well, what are you holding? I have the lock." <laughs> and they all run no. back over, but not fast enough before a juvenile. What? We haven't said it yet. What comes out of there, Jim? I wasn't. She says I wasn't sneaking. I was unlocking. Yeah. <laughs> Secure the cage. A juvenile. <gasps> uh, Kraken. Yeah, Rancor. Rancor. Yeah. Rancor. Yeah. Now it starts throwing stuff. Um. Yeah. They start. So they start shooting at it with these bows. These laser bows, like as an archery type bows. So that's kind of a cool weapon. Uh, reminds me yeah. of the Night Sisters, but theirs are force power. These are not. Um. At this point, Wrecker breaks the chains and pulls his collar off. So was yeah, he... he just needed an opportunity to not get shot so that I he could break so. out for everybody. But this is where they finally realize, uh, as they're freeing the, the slaves, that that's not Moochie. <laughs> the guy, the father of the little girl is like, that's Moochie. And <laughs> Moochie's a rancor? So Moochie's we know who Moochie is now. And yeah, the Zygerians are chasing Moochie around, shooting at Moochie. Uh, Bad Batch is able to get their gear back and free these slaves. Um, but they got to capture Moochie sure themselves. We know how Moochie meets her end. Yeah, we we I think we do know the story of Moochie, just like we know the story of Bib Fortuna. Yeah. So Omega's uh, Omega and Echo take the uh, slaves back to uh, or the the you know, former slaves, the freed slaves, back to uh, their ship, while Hunter and Teak and uh, um. Wrecker go to face down Moochie. Trek down and capture Moochie if they can. And and <laughs> Moochie is just She's tearing stuff up. Yeah, I yeah. love it. it I love it. Awesome. So it's a lot of fun to watch there. And then the conversation comes up about uh, there needing to be an alpha. Yeah. Um, and here we go. Yeah, and Wrecker's like, well, I guess... I guess that's me. <laughs> By the way, that creature I was looking at is called a Brezak. I'm not familiar with that. Okay. That creature that flies like a... Yeah. Um, and it attacks Moochie, and Moochie makes quick work of this thing. Um, and it had been kind of a terror before, but once Moochie gets, you know, her hands on it, she <laughs> she basically beats it into submission pretty quick. Yeah, that was, that was it and over pretty fast. Yeah. Um... She gets it by the tail and just slams it against the ground a few times, which is awesome. When it, I was I was happy with what they did with Wrecker here. Um, they did two things that are really important with Wrecker. He ended up winning. He bested the beast. Basically, they were going fist for fist for a while at the end. Yeah. Um, until he just wore it down. Um, and we know that Wrecker's strong. We've been trying to figure out, you know, kind of the level of his strength versus. It's it's hard to. It's hard to pin down, you know, like, just how strong is he. Um, this helps. Yeah. Um, in that regard. But they also uh, made a statement, which seemed kind of like a joke. That he's, he's slowing down? That he's that he's lost his touch or losing his touch. Before, before we get to that point, there's another thing, speaking of strength. So last episode, I, I guess... 
all these guys are enhanced in more than just the obvious ways, because Hunter shows a remarkable amount of physical strength here, too. Um, when the lead Zygerian is, you know, knocked off his mount, a hunter faces him, and the guy manages to wrap his whip around Hunter's arm, which we've seen that immobilize you know, people before, including Wrecker and Obi-Wan back in the day. Um, and Hunter just kind of starts groaning, but he holds on to it, gets the guy's arm, and squeezes it so tight that the guy ends up having to let go of the... Uh, same thing he did to Fennec Chan, just using the power of his hands, holding the guy by the forearm. He basically is crushing the guy's forearm just with his hand. So Hunter's yeah. bizarrely strong, too, because <laughs> we haven't seen clones this physical before. Um, now, Wrecker, like you said, th this is crazy. Yeah, when he... He goes one on one against a, a rank or even a baby one, and uh, yeah. Oh, but before that even happens, on the way back to the ship, Omega finds something. What did Omega no find? Dude, she found one of those bows. Oh I think yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Gonna be her weapon now. Yeah, put it on her arm. She didn't use it at all. No, like, she I, didn't. I, I was, I was waiting for it the whole time. Like, oh, she gonna oh. Maybe that's how they'll neutralize the... No? But, Maybe no, she's... but... No? <laughs> again, this is animation, and it's there for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why they show her pick this up and take it back to the ship. She... Um, so, yeah, maybe we should talk about that more after at the end of the episode. So, Wrecker's fighting the beast. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they, they go down, but that's... The, the line that he said when he came... When, uh, I guess it was Hunter showed up, right? And he said, what's he doing? And he goes, well, I think he's he's losing his touch or something like that. Um, and when I heard him say that, that to me reminded me of the headache and the stuff that Wrecker's going through but not talking about with anyone. Yeah. They, um, yeah, like I said, they kind of seem to be joking because you wouldn't expect someone to be able to beat up a Rancor, you know, in a fist, hand-to-hand <laughs> -hand <laughs> kind of way anyway. But, uh, yeah, so Echo says, how long has he been at this? And Tex is too long. He's losing his touch. Yep. Um, yeah, and they are exchanging, you know, blow for blow. And Wrecker's groaning and all that. And then, but finally Moochie, <laughs> I thought Wrecker just falls on Moochie and says, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they free, the, meanwhile, the slaves, you know, were given the Zygerians bikes and told to leave. And Omega shows up. She's got that weapon on her arm. Oh, yeah. They've got Moochie. And now we switch scenes back to Sid's place. And two Gamorrean guards and a Twilight come in. Who's the yeah, Twilight again? His name is Bib. A Wana Wanga. Yeah. yeah. And He's Bib. fortunate, Bib. He, he ain't no fortunate one. No. Yeah, so, so fortunate Bib comes in and says, "That's it. We're done. It's over. We're after you now." And she's like, "No, they're coming. Just give it a." And then they hear it. She said, "I told you, it's a delicate mission. Tell Jabba yeah. to be patient. Everyone's telling Jabba to be patient all the time. You'll get your money." Oh, Moochie. Uh, so uh, Omega was riding Moochie, which you know the Night Sisters used to do that. Yeah. The witches of Dathomir used to ride them into battle. Yep. 
And uh, so is, uh, also kind of cool. The Rancors are, are used to that type of thing. Um, you know? Sort of. I mean, probably not this Rancor, but... We also kind of understand the character of Melancholy a little better now, don't we? Mm, do you nope. remember Melancholy? I do not. <laughs> I love when I deep cut you like that one. Melancholy is the guy who cries in uh, oh, yeah, okay. Return of the Jedi when uh, who we now think is Moochie is killed yeah. by, uh, by Luke. Because it's, we saw Moochie. Moochie was a sweet girl. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that that caretaker isn't around. Monocoly? On this, yeah. So um, my guess is they take Mamuchi to Monocoly. Well, but this is still... No, I guess... It, how long before are we're we good, now? A good 20 years before Return of the Jedi. We talked about so, this last week, too. We were trying to figure it out. Anywhere from 20 to 25 so years. So that, that person may not even be with Java yet, you know? Yeah, Malakali, uh, I mean, he's maybe 40, 45 in Return of the Jedi. He'd be a young right. guy, probably in much better shape physically than when we see him. Right, so who knows what he's doing <laughs> at that point. He's probably a, you know, he's probably not a Rancor caretaker at 20. Well, he might be. I, mean, I guess if that's what he needs to be. But whatever's going on, Bib Fortuna comes up there and like goes and hugs on Moochie. Yeah, he does. That was not an interaction I was expecting. No, me neither. Apparently Moochie yeah, was a household favorite. Yeah, like actual pet. Not uh, not just a beast for, for torture. I mean, definitely a beast for torture, according to Jabba, but for everyone else in the palace, I guess it was just a, it was a pet. Yeah. So we go back to Sid. We never talked about the voice acting for Sid. Do you know who that is? Uh, no, I had that up, but I didn't... Uh... Da, 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 your name. Matt Lanter. And they're always glad you came. It's not Matt Lanter. You want to go where everyone knows your name. That's Rhea Perlman from Cheers. Oh. Yeah. So, Rhea Perlman. Um... Yeah, so they get back and she says she she calls Hunter the dark and broody or something like that and says I want to talk to you. Um, and she's sharing. Do we trust Sid? I don't think I do. I don't think so. She she's the grief carga of of this show. Which means when we first meet grief carga and uh, and Mandalorian, he ain't exactly trustworthy either. So. We're getting to know Sid. And I think she's going to be the grief cargo in a lot of ways. I think she's going to be like where they're getting their bounties from. And in fact, she even uh, says her sources in the guild when she's talking about Fennec Shand. They said, um, but anyway, yeah, yeah so she, she's found out the name is Fennec Shand. Um, says that she's not working for the guild on this. It's a direct commission. Dun, dun, dun. She's new to the scene, but she's already proven herself cunning and ruthless. But she doesn't know who hired her. Or at least she says she doesn't know. Dun, right. Dun, dun. Uh, but if they hired her, you're going to need two things. Friends and money. And mostly yeah. money. And I loved uh, Hunter's answer. We're not exactly swimming in either right now. <laughs> yep. Mostly yep. money, yeah. 
mostly money, and I don't know if that was a like a don't trust anyone. Like I think solo. that's exactly what that was. You know, um, like I'm, I'm not even me. You can't trust me either. Yeah, kind of a honest, threatening but statement. Fortunately, she's got money. Yeah, and she she pays them out their share of uh, of the moochie job, and um, says there's more where that came from. And Hunter says, "We'll think about it." So, but she said, uh, "You guys must be pretty valuable." If Fennec's looking for you, don't. Yeah. She says, "Don't worry, I'm good with secrets." And this is what I mean by, "Do we trust?" Oh, Sid? that was that was, that was a little definitely uh, uh, yeah. a shady bit. Now she doesn't know dun, where they're dun, going. Dun. I mean, she'd have to call them back for them to for anything to matter. Yeah. So that that takes us to the end of the episode. It, it ends with Hunter glaring at her when she says, "You guys must be pretty valuable. Don't worry, I'm good with secrets." And Hunter glares at her. But we have some questions now. Like I said, uh, what's gonna happen? What do you think is gonna happen with Wrecker and his headaches? Yeah, I'm really worried that that's gonna come to fruition when they end up around. Somebody, I don't know, a Jedi, or back around um, other clone or stormtroopers or a general who is he going to turn into another crosshair? He goes, you know, if his inhibitor chip kicks in at all, then he'll suddenly identify them as traitors, just like Crosshair did. Right, that's what I'm saying. But he might, he might need that. like right now, he's separated from the group, and his his CO essentially is Hunter until he's back. Like I don't know how it would if he needs think, that proximity. Uh, no, I don't think it erases their memory or anything. Like he would immediately be like, "Wait, but yeah, wait, Hunt, yeah, Crosshair's right. You, we're bad. You're you're wrong." I, I think. Yeah, he would I mean, just... I guess it just depends. Because think back to, um, uh, uh, what was his name? Ty, T, uh, the clone that went after the Jedi. Mm, the clone all of them. after the Jedi. Um, everywhere. <laughs> hey, um, Jesse. But the, the original one. Uh, Cody. No. What do you mean? The, oh, five, uh, Fives Buddy. Um, uh, shoot, yeah, I forgot his yeah. name. The one who malfunctioned and, and shot the Jedi first. Right, went through. So anyway, if if he had malfunctioned but hadn't been around a Jedi, you know, like, say he for some reason was, was locked up in a prisoner, do you think that if his chip malfunctioned, he would have sat there in his cell and just started, like, repeating, I have to get the Jedi, I have to get the Jedi, or would it have not kicked in until he was around a Jedi? That's the... That's kind of the question I'm asking. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I, because I don't know. Palpatine had to reach out specifically and say execute order 66. So if he hadn't received that order, I guess that's where my yeah, I, I, differences are. I love the potential for having a dark and disturbing story arc here, but I also... Wrecker is maybe my favorite character now on on this show. And yeah. I could see him turning against the entire Bad Batch and maybe, kind of like we saw with Rex and Ahsoka, 
it would be with Wrecker and Omega, like him not being able to turn against her. Yeah, um, because it's it's it would be a weird thing because we already have that with Crosshair. You know, like we're we're already experiencing that same story. Well, yeah. I, I, I say that we started to experience that, but we haven't heard anything from Crosshair since. Oh. Um, <laughs> Crosshair's nobody's been a part of. The, I mean, they're which is is kind of good. I mean, I like it, but it's yeah. I, like, I, right, well, I think they're saving that the power of that for later. Um, yeah. yeah. So where are we going? Where, where are we going? What do you mean? Well, where I think are they going to go next? Yeah, I think that they're going to have to do more jobs. I think they're going to be basically realize that they need money. Well, they have um, money now. Not much. I think this was a pretty good commission. I mean, I think whatever they got paid to get Moochie back with everybody, Moochie. you know, fawning all over Moochie, even 30% of that cut was probably a decent amount. So their stated goals, they still got to find out who hired Phoenix <clears throat> Shan. Right. We know, we know that. That's what they're uh, up to. Whether or not they need to make more money, not sure. Seems like you never have enough money when you are spending, you know, on explosives and food. Um, I don't know. And we we still got to work out what's going on with Hunt uh, with Wrecker. Um, there's so much potential. Bottom line is, how many shows are in this season? Do you know? <coughs> I think it's sixteen. Sweet, good. We're, we're just tipped the iceberg. It's like through. There's a lot of story to tell here. August. Um, let me look at it again. I'm bet on uh, IMDb here. When that's where we got it from. Like um, every day. Hey Jesse. Hey Jesse. Hey everyone. Yeah, you can tell I have daughters of a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> I know the songs. As well. Um, so yeah, 16 episodes. Last one is August 13th. So it's, we're, we've got a, a long ways with these episodes. Um, Yay! Good. Good. Go, I hope they're working on season two right now. I hope something similar. July 2nd. Oh, July 2nd, not June 2nd. Okay, good. Um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, so through August, 16 episodes. we got time to get there. Um... As long as they... Was this episode a little bit longer than the last one? No, it's exactly the same length. It was 26 minutes. Hmm. <sighs> they are short. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I don't want them dragged out. Yeah, um, that's true. I'd rather it be all quality than... <laughs> the, yeah. I'd rather 26 minutes of awesome than you know, 45 minutes of, well, that's some good... Yeah, because yeah. then even the awesome, once you get to it, you're like, oh, all right, I'm glad we got there. <laughs> you yeah. know? I try to think. I, there was one movie in particular. I can't even think of the movie now. But, like, the whole movie was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. I don't want to sit through this. I don't want to sit through this. And then, like, 90 minutes in, you were like, that was amazing. And then the end of the movie was terrible. Like, But there was a scene, just the climax. It's like all of the money went into just making the climax of this movie. It was awesome. The rest Are of you it was talking like, about yeah. the moment where everything goes silent in uh, in the Last Jedi? <laughs> I I was not, but, <laughs> but I understand where your thought process is at. Um, yeah. Or actually, I'm sorry, when they uh, were fighting the uh, Imperial Guards in the Last Jedi. 
Yeah, with all the vanishing weapons and everything. Yeah. We messed up the fight scene. They got a knife in her back. Just no, nope, not anymore. <laughs> flip the pencil around. <laughs> yeah. It's not animated. Just, hey, just flip Jesse. the pencil around. Just hmm. do it. It'll be fine. It'll be um, fine. Anyway. Um, so anyway, that's, that's where we're at. Uh, and that's the end of it. We have uh, some Force Lore Comics talk. Um, talk. The last three issues, the one from last week that we didn't talk about yet, and the, actually from the week before, and the two from this, this past Wednesday, which we're scheduled to talk about this coming Wednesday. Um, so anyway, on Wednesday, June 2nd, uh, we'll be talking about three issues, the Bounty Hunters, Darth Vader, and Dr. Aphra issues, which are the last three prelude issues to the War of the Bounty Hunters tie-in series, and everything's going to be a part of that. Um, and coming out this Wednesday at your local comic book store, yeah. um, or you yeah. can buy it online, only if you don't have a local comic book store. Um, but you can buy them. The War of the Bounty Hunters issue number one releases this Wednesday so it's all happening it's awesome it's chaos it's crazy and uh, if you're not a big comic book reader we are going to talk about it here on Force Lore Comics and uh, Jim we're going to have to talk about these books that are coming up because we are going to be like deep into this season of uh, Bad Batch and we're going to have some new some new books and stories and stuff to talk about too and we got to make it all fit plenty of material We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So. Who are you? Um. Who Who am I? Who is anybody? What That's a great right. question. I think Does it was the philosopher. Really time it is. Descartes who once said, I'm Jim. Goodbye there. I'm Tim. <laughs> and this has been our certain, certain point, of, point of, view. of view. Uh We have spoken. This, this is the way. Force be with you. Remember, the force will be with you. And also with you. Always. Goodbye, everyone. See ya. Audio one.